Hello everyone and welcome back to Endopod. We're very glad to be back after our break. If you're new here, hi, my name is Hepsi Xavier and I'm a third year medical student. Endopod is a platform where we talk about interesting topics and even debates in the world of endocrinology while also covering some revision material. This week we will be looking at an important aspect of diabetes. It is a known finding that those with diabetes are at an increased risk of cognitive dysfunction and are prone to developing dementia, Alzheimer's and other conditions. We'll cover a little bit about what diabetes is and how it can affect our brains leading to such conditions. I will cover several factors that are affected by diabetes and how this can lead to cognitive dysfunction. More importantly, is there scope for advancements and treatments for these conditions using this knowledge? Let's find out! What is diabetes? I'm sure many people are aware of what it is, as it is such a prevalent condition that affects around 460 million adults worldwide. Essentially, diabetes comes about due to the body's inability to control its blood glucose levels, and ultimately, this is due to a disruption of the hormones which are responsible for doing so. There are two main types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 is when there is a lack of insulin being produced due to autoimmune destruction of the pancreas. There are a lot of complex underlying processes behind this, but there are multiple genes which predispose you to getting the condition, mainly HLA gene variants, which eventually lead to autoimmune destruction of B-cells in the islets of Langerhans of the pancreas. There is also an element of molecular mimicry and it is thought that viral pathogens can mimic beta-cell surface antigens which explains why many type 1 diabetics present with a systemic infection at first. In type 2 diabetes, the main issue is that there is insulin insensitivity. Your pancreas does produce it to some extent, but because of factors such as obesity, there is insulin resistance. The environmental factor involved in the pathogenesis is central adiposity, which is a common finding in many adults today. What happens is that due to this increased visceral body fat, more free fatty acids are released into the blood. Free fatty acids have the effect of decreasing insulin receptor sensitivity on muscle and adipose tissue. The exact mechanism of how they do this is unknown. This leads to a poor uptake of excess glucose in the blood so the pancreas thinks hey, there is still too much glucose in the blood and starts churning out even more insulin. The body does adapt and survive this way for a while by producing a lot of insulin to compensate for peripheral insulin resistance. However, this is where genetics come in. There are gene variants which control whether an individual can produce lots of insulin or not. A person with a lot of these gene variants won't be able to cope with excess glucose in the blood as they simply cannot produce lots of insulin to compensate for it. So a combination of central adiposity which leads to insulin resistance and genetics which lead to low insulin secretion eventually cause type 2 diabetes. So now that we have covered what diabetes is, what is the link between diabetes and cognitive impairment? Cognitive impairment or dysfunction covers a broad variety of conditions that affect memory, learning, attention, mental flexibility and executive function. There is a spectrum of such conditions ranging from mild impairment to severe dysfunction, which includes dementia. Diabetes is a risk factor for the development of dementia and it is mainly type 2 diabetes which is associated with a 1.5 to 2.5 fold increase in the risk. There is also a link between type 1 diabetes and cognitive dysfunction, but it is less clear. Patients with type 1 are more likely to experience reduced mental flexibility and their mental speed also tends to slow down. 
Those with type 2 show decreased executive function and they also experience a decline in memory, learning, attention and psychomotor efficiency. So why exactly does diabetes have this effect on the brain and the way we think? If we look at type 2 diabetes in detail, uncontrolled hyperglycemia is associated with vascular diseases leading to disrupted blood flow to areas of the body such as the brain. This can lead to conditions such as vascular dementia. Recent studies have also established that type 2 diabetes is linked to Alzheimer's disease type dementia or also known as AD type dementia. Of course, a lot of people with type 2 diabetes are also older and age in itself is a risk factor for cognitive dysfunction. In line with this, there has also been an increase in the number of elderly people with type 2 diabetes and therefore an increase in Alzheimer's disease. mechanism of how type 2 diabetes can lead to the development of dementia and AD type dementia is still fairly unknown and requires more research. However, a few theories have been made as to how this can occur. Neurogenesis in the hippocampus plays a key role in learning and memory, as well as neuronal plasticity. It is thought that hyperglycemia is harmful to neuroprogenitor cell survival and this impaired neurogenesis can lead to cognitive impairment and even brain atrophy. Normally, the blood-brain barrier, which is made of tight junctions and astrocytic projections, regulates the flow of anions, cations and other molecules into the central nervous system. Diabetes is thought to be associated with changes and damages to the blood-brain barrier and the cerebral microvessels, which can lead to cognitive dysfunction and increase the incidence of dementia. And even in the brain tissue biopsied from AD-type dementia patients, there has been an indicated blood-brain barrier breakdown allowing for the buildup of focal amyloid beta plaques, so we can see a link between dementia and diabetes in this respect. Hyperglycemia can have a toxic effect on brain cells. They eventually lead to oxidative damage on the brain causing neuronal damage. This process has been found to drive the process of cognitive conditions such as Alzheimer's. In addition to this, long-term inflammation is associated with both diabetes and Alzheimer's. Pro-inflammatory cytokines such as TNF-alpha are underlying to type 2 diabetes and Alzheimer's and they activate glial cells which go on to damage the neurons within the brain. So inflammation is another area that links type 2 diabetes and dementia, especially AD type dementia. The cognitive dysfunction associated with type 2 diabetes is all generally long-term complications of uncontrolled hyperglycemia. If we look at type 1 diabetes in detail, the impact of cognitive dysfunction on hypoglycemia is most cutting due to its poor outcomes in the older population. A hypoglycemic episode occurs when those with type 1 diabetes take too much insulin, take their insulin at the wrong times, or miscalculate how much insulin is needed for strenuous activities such as exercise. A population-based study in the US found that patients who experienced any hypoglycemic attack were two times more likely to develop dementia and likewise patients with dementia were three times more likely to have a hypoglycemic episode. This makes sense because people with dementia or AD type dementia are likely to forget their medications or insulin injections. If we look at the long-term outcomes for type 1 diabetics in terms of cognitive dysfunction, if they have a long history of high HbA1c levels indicating poor diabetic control, they tend to show decline in their movement speed and psychomotor efficiency. 
Type 1 diabetes is common in children and interestingly it seems that children diagnosed under the age of 7 had more cognitive impairments than those who were diagnosed at a later stage. So far we have covered why those with diabetes are prone to developing dementia and AD type dementia. Remember there are many more factors to this finding, but for the purposes of this podcast I've narrowed it down to a few key factors. What can we do with this information though? Can we reduce the likelihood of diabetics developing dementia or is there any scope for new treatments here? We know that cognitive dysfunction is heavily associated with poor diabetic control, not taking medications appropriately and not monitoring and planning your daily activities. So already this can be reduced if those with diabetes control their blood sugar levels appropriately. At the moment we don't have enough research to advise on how diabetics can fully optimise their blood glucose levels to preserve their cognitive function, but by sticking to the medical advice they've been given they can reduce their chances of getting dementia. Another method we can prevent fluctuations in blood glucose levels is by using medications with a low risk of hypoglycemia and type 2 diabetes. Recent studies, such as the study of mental and resistance training, showed that regular exercise was effective in reducing mild cognitive impairment. However, a meta-analysis of previous studies showed that there was no significant improvement with exercise in older adults with mild cognitive impairment. Having said this, exercise is still fantastic for managing diabetes and getting blood sugar levels in control, as well as helping with weight loss, which is a major factor contributing to diabetes. So regular, well-planned exercise is still recommended for those with diabetes. There is not enough evidence to show that lifestyle intervention itself is enough for improving cognition, but it is still recommended for all other aspects of diabetes. the future look like with this knowledge? It has been found that administering insulin intranasally and therefore bypassing the blood-brain barrier might improve cognition in those with type 1 diabetes. It reduces amyloid plaques and neurofibrillin triangles, both of which are hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease. Other anti-diabetic drugs have also been thought to treat cognitive impairment. For example, glucagon-like peptide 1 analogues have been shown to improve cognitive functions in animal models with diabetes as well as exerting a neuroprotective effect. Trials have been and are being carried out to see if GLP-1 analogues can be used as treatment for Alzheimer's disease itself. Furthermore, with advancements in imaging, we can potentially keep track and screen individuals with diabetes for Alzheimer's-related changes. This includes PET scans and MRI scans to look for amyloid plaques associated with the condition, as well as looking for markers of the disease in cerebrospinal fluid samples. Markers include total tau protein, hyperphosphorylated tau proteins, amyloid beta proteins and more. By identifying these early, it is possible to monitor patients and compare how the disease progresses before and after the onset of AD-type dementia. This is very important in considering future disease-modifying therapies for Alzheimer's disease such as amyloid beta vaccinations or amyloid beta inhibitors. So, there are 
there is a lot of potential on both the diabetes and dementia front at the moment. Further research needs to be done to fully understand the link between cognitive dysfunction and diabetes and using this knowledge, maybe one day we could find the cure for Alzheimer's or even diabetes. This is why this topic is so important as both these conditions really impact on quality of life in all age groups, especially cognitive dysfunction can significantly affect the quality of life in someone with diabetes. Diabetes has become a self-care condition today with most patients self-managing their condition. Therefore, you can see why cognitive impairment causes a lot of difficulty with this independent self-care aspect. And for those with diabetes and cognitive dysfunction, management plans can be overwhelming for them, so it's imperative that they have extra support in place to help them manage their conditions such as family or caregivers. Treatment regimens should always be adapted to the patient's lifestyle, not the other way around. I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. As a quick summary, there seems to be a link between diabetes and cognitive dysfunction. This link isn't fully understood, but uncontrolled blood sugar levels seem to be a major factor in disrupting the brain and blood vessels supplying the brain. This is a potential reason for the link. With further research, people with diabetes can have a better quality life and reduce chances of developing dementia and Alzheimer's disease. At the end of the day, the aim is to give people the best quality of life as we possibly can regardless of their condition. Thank you for listening this week and stay tuned next week for another episode. Please follow us on our Aberdeen University Endocrinology Society Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. Please like and share this podcast with all your friends and colleagues and of course I always welcome any feedback. If you have any requests then absolutely let us know. As always we're very grateful for the support we are receiving. Stay safe and happy. This is Hepsi Xavier signing off. Mm-hmm.